Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. I'm Liz Dravick. And for the next 27 minutes or so, <laughs> I have Katie Ramirez, the Development Director of Pathfinders for Autism, joining me. Katie, hello. Good morning. Hi, Liz. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. I'm delighted to have you. Why don't we dive right in? Let's start broad spectrum first. Katie, talk to me about Pathfinders for Autism. What is it? Sure thing. Um, Pathfinders for Autism was actually founded 21 years ago now. We celebrated our 20th anniversary last year during the pandemic in 2020, which is very interesting. But um, (laughs) nevertheless, we are in our 21st year and the organization was founded by a group of parents, uh, most notably um, Orioles Hall of Famer B.J. Surhoff and his wife, Polly. And the organization was really started because their son, Mason, was diagnosed with autism. And they kind of felt a little lost. Um, you know, this was before the Internet and Google was really booming. And they felt like they needed one place that they as a family could go to. Uh, especially online, to be able to find resources and services for their child. And so, again, they kind of reached out to other parents who who also were feeling the same struggles. And the organization was started as an online database 21 years ago and, um, you know, a one-room show, a one-person show. And quickly the organization realized that while the online database was very useful and helpful to families, families were also – asking for workshops and training. And so the organization quickly evolved. And um, again, fast forward 21 years, we are now the largest resource for families in the state of Maryland. We are a Maryland-based organization only. However, again, the pandemic really kind of opened us up to being able to reach families um, all across the United States and really across the world uh, because last year we kind started offering a lot of our workshops and trainings online. So our mission is is now uh, to support and improve the lives of individuals affected by autism. And again, that's through customized programming and providing resources, training, information, and activities for families, all of which we are very proud to say is free of charge to everyone. Katie, this is a remarkable answer and such a tremendous resource. I didn't realize the B.J. Serhoff angle. I have a friend who's recently discovered that her toddler, that her son is autistic, and I could not fast forward or, you know, forward her your website quickly enough, which is pathfindersforautism.org. So who reaches out to you, Katie? Like, how do they find you? 
So a lot of times, um, you know, a lot of times families do their own research. So, of course, upon diagnosis, we do have partnerships with many of the hospitals, um, again, throughout the state, uh, Kennedy Krieger, University of Maryland, Johns Hopkins. So upon diagnosis, um, a lot of times pediatricians will give the information to families. And as you said, they give them our website, pathfindersforautism.org. And um, once you get to our website, there's, there's a tab for resources, and um, there's also a tab for providers and services. So you could put the word dentist in there, and you could find a dentist for your child. But a lot of families, too, you know, navigate on their own. So even if uh, you haven't received the diagnosis and perhaps a, a parent might think that their child may be autistic, they may find our website um, through a Google search, and then our website has information on where do I begin, um, how to, you know, find the right resources if you think your child may need to um, be tested. And, and then, again, we're sort of there for families from, from start, you know, all the way through um, adulthood. So it's really we're there for them for their entire journey, hence the name Pathfinders, because we really help families find their path because um, no journey is the same. And so we really want to make sure all families feel supported um, no matter where they are uh, in their journey. Walk me through. So let's say I discovered my young child was autistic and I reach out to you. What do you do with me once I find you? Sure. Um, so we actually have a resource center and our resource center is um, staffed Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. And we have a program director um, who will answer the phone. Well, any one of us would answer the phone, but we usually would refer uh, that, that person to Neil Lichter. And Neil is one of our program directors and runs our resource center. And so um, from there, Neil will, you know, listen to the family member. And again, it's not always a parent. It may be an aunt, an uncle, um, a grandparent, uh, a sister. And so really Neil just listens and, again, hears where they are in their journey, whether it's they were just diagnosed and they have no idea where to start or perhaps they're transitioning into adulthood. A lot of times we get questions uh, for school-based children and services that, families may need um, for school services. And from there, we are not direct service. And so from there, we would then refer families to, um, to resources that, that we know of. And if we believe that they would benefit from any of our training, we would let them know about any upcoming trainings that we have. Because again, we work with our partners and we will do training um, that will talk about potty training, um, feeding habits, behaviors. We do a lot about um, school and, again, transition from perhaps um, high school to college, if that's something that a family, where they are in their journey. So that's really what um, they would get from us. And then, again, from there, too, we would talk to them about all that we offer, because beyond just providing them with perhaps a service they may need, we also would talk to them about um, all of the great events that we do offer, because, again, our free family fun events are a great opportunity for families to get involved with us and to be a part of our community and really feel like if they're feeling, you know, a lot of times families will say, gosh, I feel so alone. I feel lost. And when they come to one of our events, they are there in the community of all of these other families who are going through the same thing and whether they're not the same place, they've been there and they have someone to talk to and we make connections with families. And that's really a beautiful thing too, because then, you know, they have someone they can turn to, um, and friendships that really are created too, which is, which is awesome. 
I imagine relatability and connectivity are so important. And before we get into your wild array of fundraise, fundraisers that I'm fascinated with, um, yeah. I, have a, uh, I have a question about how the isolation must have been heightened during the pandemic. What was that experience like this past year, Katie? Well, you know, again, we um, quickly, you know, as an organization, gosh, from day one, we all just kind of sat down the staff and the board and said, okay, we can't, we can't let our organization um, not flourish because to your point, you know, right away we were getting calls and questions of, oh my gosh, what do I do? School, you know, kids weren't going to school anymore. So services and any school-based children weren't receiving services. And so now they're home, their parents are home. And this is a whole different, um, a whole different ball game, if you will. And so right away, our organization, our program staff, and you know, myself on the fundraising side really kind of pivoted and started thinking about ways that we could offer opportunities for families that were stuck home, which we all were. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so I mean, it was for everyone. But as you said, I mean, the, it's not just the isolation, but it's also, you know, the behaviors. And so, again, you know, um, behaviors really, when, when anxiety goes up, so does so does the behavior. And so a lot of families were calling us because now their child who maybe didn't have the behavioral issues were starting to, to show some of that um, because, again, anxiety went up and so behaviors went up. And so what we started doing was offering uh, what we would normally do in person, like a, a family fun event, we started doing those uh, online. And so we started offering scavenger hunts. We've done bingo. We still do these actually online and a lot for a lot of families they continued to be involved because some of them didn't come to our in-person events because perhaps their child and or adult was too anxious to even come to an in-person event but when we started doing them online we noticed uh, our participation actually went up we had more families participate because a lot of them said this is perfect this is a way for my child to feel included but they're still home alone and so they're able to kind of work through their anxieties on their own and um, you know be as involved or as little involved as as they want and so they're able to control the environment if that makes sense and so um, we're finding that these online events that we started offering because of the pandemic have actually become a new outlet for for so many of our families Um, so and we actually started before the pandemic we started a um, adult group, and Trish Kane in our office is our deputy director, and she runs this group, um, and it's called the Self-Advocate Advisory Committee, and it's made up of, um, right now, I think we have about 20-some, it might be 30 now, adults on the autism spectrum who are involved in this committee, and they come up with the activities that they want to do for them and their friends, and so we do um, online movie nights, we do trivia, yoga, um, again, all of it thus far has been online. We are going to start talking about doing some of those in person. And really, again, for these adults, going back to your question, you know, these adults, um, you know, were feeling isolated, but now have this community that they're involved with. And there's, you know, accountability and there's um, just, you know, they really take ownership of the projects that they work on. And it's, it's really cool to see them kind of work on something from start to finish and get their friends involved in the process. 
What an incredible thing to realize, you know, the behavior may change as the anxiety ratchets up. And to to your point earlier, you're mentioning that every path is different. So for you guys to see that, hey, you know, this path is good even in, you know, non-pandemic conditions. I really loved how you pivot and tune in to, the, to that, to the needs of, of those with autism. You also mentioned the scavenger hunt, which you just had. Can you tell me all about that? <laughs> Yes. So um, we we have so many incredible partners. We really are blessed and lucky to have so many businesses in the Maryland community support us, um, one of which is Compass Home Group, and they are a real estate firm up in Hartford County, and they did an event for us in 2020. It was the last in-person event we did, and that was um, a sweetheart soiree. It was a Valentine event that we did right before the pandemic, and they wanted to do another event with us, but obviously it was not going to be a big in-person, you know, um, soiree type event. And so we, we just simply sat down and brainstormed, and we had been doing these online scavenger hunts. And so the thought was, well, why don't we kind of take what we've been doing online and expand it, now that things are opening up a little, and make it a sort of countywide scavenger hunt. And so um, that was how the idea got started, and we used this cool app. It's an app on your phone called Goose Hunt. And um, everyone was able to register for 10 bucks, and it ended up being a Hartford County and Baltimore County-wide scavenger hunt. We had a ton of partners like um, Lib's Grill and, and Papa's, and they got involved with us, um, Cake by Jason, a lot, of, a lot of cool different vendors. And so we were able to raise $10,000 in sponsorship for the event. So again, the local businesses sponsored the event and then got to have a task along the scavenger hunt. We ended up having 55 teams register. Um, it was this past weekend, so it was it was May 21st through the 23rd, and they had basically 48 hours to complete 134 missions, which seems insane, but it was incredible to see these these teams took it so seriously. They um, some of them completed all the tasks, and the tasks were anything from you know dressing your favorite 80s outfit to uh, buy lunch for a stranger, go to Cake by Jason, and shove a cupcake in, you know, your friend's face. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we kind of did it all. Um, and, of course, it was all to raise money for our mission. And it was also all part of a larger campaign, which is our um, Dip Challenge bus tour, in which um, all of our participants got to see our bus. Our bus was sort of on display for the first time in Bel Air, and it is a giant 45-foot tour bus that is wrapped with our Pathfinders logo and is going to be touring the state of Maryland all summer long. And we could not be more excited. And the list of events looks fascinating. I wanted to get into that, but can you give me an overview? Like, what, without listing the events just yet, Katie, what is the DIP Challenge and what does DIP stand for, if I can ask? <laughs> yeah, because that is, the, the title is a little interesting. So, yeah, we do have to explain it. Um, <laughs> So once again, it started with a brainstorming session, and uh, we, in 2019, we purchased these um, fundraising devices, and they are called dip jars, and we've taken them to, to Whiskey Rocks, which is hosted by Odyssey. Um, we've taken them to a couple of our different events, and they're essentially just a really easy and cool fundraising tool. Literally, all, all a donor has to do is get out their credit card and dip it into these jars, and it makes this little ching noise. And <laughs> very fun. Very fun. 
And you can set them at any dollar amount. So we now have 10 dip jars, and we set them from $5 all the way up to $1,000. And um, so that's sort of the mechanism for how we're going to fundraise on this tour. And, of course, when we started talking about the dip jars more, we thought, gosh, this is going to be fun because we can talk about all the different ways you can dip. You can dip into your wallet. You can dip into your sofa. So that's sort of where – and so we are challenging all of our families, our donors, the general population, really, the entire Maryland community, we are challenging them to dip into their hearts and support Pathfinders for Autism. So that's how the name Dip Challenge came about, and um, that's, that's how it came about. And then, of course, we are partnering with Media Star Promotions because they are the brainchild behind this, and um, the owner, Karen Lazarus, who's on our board, has this 45-foot tour bus that she uses typically for concerts, but concerts aren't happening right now. So um, she said, hey, I'll loan out this bus for us to take all over the state of Maryland. So that's sort of how it all came about. And, um, again, we're getting sponsors for this, and we're going to be traveling all over the state, hitting every region of Maryland. Talking to Katie Ramirez, the Development Director of Pathfinders for Autism. You have several events coming up that I want to get into, but how does somebody get involved? Is there somewhere they can go to register? Absolutely. So uh, we created a a site simply for this to make it simple. So it's dipchallenge.org. And if folks go there, they'll be able to see a map of all of the places we'll be throughout the summer and into the fall as well. And then that's also where um, sponsors can sign up if they're interested in sponsoring either a specific stop or if they want to sponsor the entire tour, they can do that too. Um, individuals can also fundraise for this. And so we have a fundraising page where they can set up an online fundraising page and then send that out to their friends and family and support um, the challenge. So if you just had the scavenger hunt, what's next? Oh, goodness. So next up on our tour is going to be, um, we're calling it Cruising for Autism, and it's actually going to be, um, we are working with Sunset Auto Club, and that's going to be June 26th and 27th. And on the 27th, we're going to be down in Annapolis um, at Growl's Market on Taylor Avenue in Annapolis, and we have a great partnership with Growl's. And so we are going to have um, exotic cars on hand because of Sunset Auto Club partnering with us. We will have the bus there. Um, we're going to show off the cars in the morning, and then we're going to literally, why we're calling it cruising for autism, because then we're going to literally take the bus and the cars behind it and cruise on up um, the highway to Hunt Valley, and we're going to end up at BC Brewery, um, which is in Hunt Valley, and we're going to be there in the afternoon with, again, the cars on hand and BC Brewery doing 25% of all their sales for that day back to Pathfinders for Autism. So that one's going to be a really fun day, and I think a lot of people, you know, will want to get involved if you're a car enthusiast or if you simply just want to hang out with us for the day and um, have some fun and meet our partners. How about if you are like me and love Growl's Cakes? <laughs> exactly. And support, yeah. And so on the 26th, the day before, on June 26th, we'll actually be up at the Growl's um, in Cockeysville. So, yeah, we're going to be sort of hitting all the Growl's along the way because, again, they're going to be doing point of sale for us. And, um, yes, I'm sure they'll have lots of goodies and yummy treats to be giving away throughout the weekend, too. And then you have two events in July. Yes, correct. So we're pretty we're pretty excited, and there's a lot still in the works. But um, July 14th, we're heading down to Southern Maryland, 
And um, this is an interesting one. So we have partnered because of a donor of ours. We have a good relationship with a distillery um, down in Southern Maryland called Tobacco Barn Distillery. Amazing bourbon if you're a bourbon enthusiast, which I know a lot of your listeners are. So, um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we just we just did a bourbon event with them and raised five thousand dollars. So, um, oh. and the feed the feedback was very positive that the bourbon is delicious. So. Um, the owner actually came up with this idea. So they did it for another charity. So we are literally selling uh, corks for $25. And um, each person who buys a cork will get a number. So Liz, you could be number one, somebody else is number two. So you get your number on the cork, you know which number is yours. And then we are literally putting all those corks into a helicopter on July 14th. Um, this is down in Hollywood, Maryland, the distillery. And the helicopter is going to go up in the air and fly over top the distillery, and it's going to put a barrel out in the middle of the field and drop the cork from the helicopter down towards the barrel. And then he literally, <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's crazy. And then he literally measures which corks come closest to the barrel, and um, the winning cork will receive $1,000 in cash, second cork receives $500 in cash, and the third closest cork We'll get a tasting at the distillery for eight, a private tasting for eight people at the distillery. And the bus will be on hand that day, too. What an so. innovative way to <laughs> raffle. <laughs> so that is um, happening on July 14th. And again, that'll be sort of our stop in Southern Maryland. And then on July 25th, we'll be back up in Hartford County um, doing at one of our free family fun events at Ironbird Stadium. And uh, we do this annually, but this year the bus will be there as well. So we're really excited because, again, we haven't hosted a lot of in-person events, and this is a big one for us because our families, of course, love baseball and are tied to baseball. So we invite our families to come out. And, again, this event is free for our families. They do have to register in advance. So if families are interested in the Ironbirds event, they would have to go to our website, pathfindersforautism.org, to register for this event. But then we will have the bus on hand that day to anyone that comes to the stadium, again, just to, to see our bus. Our bus will have resources, information, education about who we are and what we do. And then again, at each of the stops, we will have partners on hand um, that we work with to, to provide information. We're partnering with Home Depot um, on this tour. And so we will have fun little Home Depot, the um, wood making kits for the kids will be on hand for kids to take home and work on some projects at home. Um, so there'll be Dunkin' Donuts is one of our big partners for this too. So they'll be on hand at most of the stops, not at the distillery, but um, all of the stops to provide coffee and donuts and, um, you know, some fun swag and giveaway for our family. Ironbirds games are so fun. So I just see that being such a great environment. And I've noticed on your Instagram that you guys have done that before. Then I'm yeah. seeing the final event on the calendar in September, which is a lot more active than the other events. Can you tell me about the, the uh, 5K or the run? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and actually this, 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 I have a new update too. So yes, our Run Wild event is in its 11th year. So Run Wild for Autism is our 5K and one mile fun run. I want to be clear that you don't have to be like an avid runner to do this. Um, but we've been doing that one for 11 years. Uh, it is at the Maryland Zoo in Baltimore. And that one is the last Sunday in September. So it's September 26th this year. 
And we are so excited because last year it had to be virtual, which we made it work and still had a lot of fun. But this year we are back in person and so thrilled uh, because the beauty of that event is sort of a marriage of our free family fun events, but a fundraiser too. So while you do have to register for the event, part of your registration is that you then get entry into the zoo after. So you do the event, you exercise, you, know, you burn off some calories. Um, then we have, of course, at the end, amazing snacks and food and vendors and fun stuff. Then you go into the zoo and get to enjoy a day at the Maryland Zoo in Baltimore. So um, it's, it's my favorite event. I, I love it. Uh, again, you don't have to be an avid runner. You can come and walk, enjoy the one-mile stroll. You get to go past the penguin exhibit. It's so super fun. And then we are so thrilled because uh, we have been talking for a few years about how we can do more on the eastern shore of Maryland. And so um, I officially got the green light like two days ago, um, but we are going to be taking Run Wild for Autism down to the eastern shore, and we're going to be running wild with the ponies and doing our event down in Assateague Island on October 3rd. So the weekend after the run in Baltimore, our families can head on down to the shore, or if you live on the eastern shore, um, you can join us down there, and that's going to be, um, again, just a stroll along the state park in Assateague Island. Hopefully you'll see some wild ponies along the way. And then you can enjoy a day um, at the beach, go crabbing, fishing, whatever you'd like to do, or lounge on the beach. Hopefully it'll be nice weather. Are you kidding me? That's so cool. And what a way to cover so much ground. Like, I just think of the, the so many different ways that we're trying to reenter society and everybody's doing it differently. And I can just hear your excitement for, you know, you're being able to take some of these things from being solely virtual to being a mix of virtual and in-person. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, the whole bus tour kind of started because we wanted to, you know, last year, everybody was stuck home and we wanted to kind of get back into the community and make sure everybody knew that we're still here for them. Right. Um, so it kind of started because we thought, well, this could be a nice way to to take this bus on the road, take our mission on the road, but not, you know, still have some social distancing protocols in place. But now that things are opening up, it's it's even more exciting because now we can do more interactive activities at all of our stops. Um, you know, we, again, partner with a lot of our training that we do for first responders. We're incorporating that. So, again, when we were in Bel Air, we had the Harper County Sheriff's Department come out, and they offered activities for the families. And so, again, at all these stops, we'll, we'll certainly have our partners come out so that we can showcase all that we do and all that we have to offer for the autism community, but really for the general population, this is such a big awareness campaign for us because now the general public is going to see this bus going up and down all the highways and byways, and they're going to learn about us. And if someone didn't know about us, they're going to see the bus or they're going to come to a stop and they're going to know and understand what we do and hopefully provide that information to a family that, that needs it. Yeah, you're creating an instant mental awareness and then, you know, a, a connection to it. Um, yep. But the bus was such a remarkable idea. Katie, as we wind down time-wise, can you give out the website so that people can either register, uh, help you donate, support, other ways to get involved? Absolutely. So if anyone's interested in learning more about our Dip Challenge bus tour, the website is dipchallenge.org. If anyone's interested in general information about Pathfinders for Autism, they can go to our website, which is pathfindersforautism.org, to learn about or register for any of our family fun events, our workshops, our training, um, just to get general information about our organization. And I see that you're also on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. 
Absolutely. And we have a huge following. So definitely follow us on Facebook to learn about all of our happenings and, and fun activities. We have been spending this morning talking to Katie Ramirez, Development Director for Pathfinders for Autism, as we wind down this week's installment of Spotlight on Maryland. I am Liz Drabik, and this has been a production of Odyssey.